all full of authentic points of view. Myself alone have at least 22. They come from the things that we have been through. Those things can either make or break you. Life is full of ups and downs. It's our choice to either smile or frown. Please choose to smile today. Because it's one thing that's free to give away. People say that life isn't hard. It's what you make of it. But what if only struggle surrounds you? What can you take from it? Life can be hard and some things aren't fair. Please listen to others just to be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see. You are not alone. You have at least got me. We are more alike than you may know. But if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. Trigger warning. This episode contains content discussing self-harm and suicide, which some viewers may find disturbing. If you or a loved one is struggling with suicidal thoughts or self-harm, we advise you please take advantage of the 24-hour resources such as the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800-273-8255. We are all full of authentic points of view. Myself alone have at least 22. They come from the things that we have been through. Those things can either make or break you. Life is full of ups and downs. It's our choice to either smile or frown. Please choose to smile today. Because it's one thing that's free to give away. People say that life isn't hard. It's what you make of it. But what if only struggle surrounds you? What can you take from it? Life can be hard and some things aren't fair. Please listen to others just to be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see. You are not alone. You have at least got me. We are more alike than you may know. But if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. Welcome to uh, Authentic Points of View. This is episode number four. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. So it's Pride Month, everybody. Yay. Yes. I'm so excited about my guests today. Uh, they are amazing. I actually met them at a farmer's market. You can meet people everywhere. It's so exciting. So this couple here um, are amazing guys. Their names are Baz and Stoney Morris. Uh, they are jack of all trades. Uh, they do absolutely everything. And... And so they own a business, which we will talk about. I'm just going to literally leave it uh, brief um, as that. Uh, so welcome, guys. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So I'm so excited for you guys to be here. Um, so since it's Pride Month, I'm so happy to do this, and I want to know, I want everybody to learn, and um, I want to learn too, because uh, I always had some questions, and I'm like, I want to ask somebody these questions. So, <laughs> all right. So basically, I want to whoever wants to start is fine with me. I just want to hear like um, your coming out stories and um, how long. 
I mean, when what age did you know that you were gay? Uh, whoever wants to start, go on ahead. Uh, so I, I want to say let's go chronologically because I've been out uh, significantly longer. Um, I unfortunately came out when I was 12 years old. Uh, I did not mean to. I, I, I knew that I was different from the other boys in my neighborhood as they would raid my father's porn stash, uh, stash and I knew that uh, I was looking at things that uh, they weren't. Uh, and uh, But unfortunately, uh, come around 12 years old, I was actually outed by a teacher of mine. He had heard a rumor around school that there was some allegations of uh, child molestation, and he decided to investigate the rumor by which his uh, vine uh, like the, the way he did it was to literally call my parents and go, hey, we heard your son's a queer. And uh, we wanted to investigate this and to see if it is true. Uh, and that is an actual quote. That is actually what was said. Um, so my, my, my initial coming out was actually kind of traumatic, uh, not in the same ways that a lot of people's is, but uh, kind of personally. Uh, my family had very different reactions. My sister uh, was actually working with a drag queen at the time uh, in a restaurant job. and. Uh, her and him just laughed, and uh, she said, oh, oh, no, I knew this was the case. I, I, I knew this is true. Uh, my mother was being overly dramatic. She literally led the conversation with her by saying, oh, darling, I think you need to sit down. We have some information about your brother. And then she just started laughing because the whole thing was just absurd. Uh, my dad just hugged me and said, um, you know, you've opened a whole can of worms here, but it's fine. And then my mother said she wouldn't believe me till I was 18. You know, fair. I was 12. <laughs> I get it. That, that That's fair. Um, but honestly, ever since then, uh, they became chill with the idea pretty quickly. Uh, I did initially admit to being bisexual. It was actually a, a lie that I figured would be easier for them to digest. Uh, I was wrong, uh, and it took me about six weeks to remember, uh, to like realize that it didn't matter if I was queer, I was queer, I was queer to them. Uh, and so I, I just finally just came out all the way. Stoney? Uh, so mine's a little bit different. Um, I did not verbally come out until I was about 21. Um, however, I knew I was gay at probably 13 or 14. Uh, that's when I started looking at different things on the interwebs back then, <laughs> when we had the dial-up. Um, after that, um, I finally, I was in the military, and that's when I actually got the nerve up to tell my family. Um, mine was not so much accepted. Um, I was not shunned or kicked out. However, I did not speak or see my family for about seven or eight years after coming out to them. Um, I have also had to remind them or come out multiple times is the story I like to tell. Like if I have to, I have had to come out to my mother, I think six times because she forgets. But yeah, my coming out was not really a big deal for me. Uh, I just wanted to let them know. And after that point, they just went, well, you shouldn't tell anyone this. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not talking to you guys anymore. And that's how my life went for about eight years. So. Wow. 
so um wow that's a lot to um digest and i'm very sorry uh Sony that it went that way that's why this is important to me um this podcast is so important because I want people to know that they're not alone right so your two stories are totally different and um they're both important to you and that's part of your uh journey and your story so um you know everybody's journey is different so but I wanted to ask you um Sony's how did you respond to that or how did it make you feel when they uh, acted like that when you came out so initially um the way it actually the whole process uh i was deploying uh for my first time overseas in the military and at that point uh the military makes you go through um, different things that make you think about life a lot different. Um, as in, I had a, at 20 and 21, I had to write my own will of what I wanted to happen if I passed away. Right. So doing that made me think like, I can't do this without telling my family who I am. Um, and when, once I told I initially went to my mother first, uh, and that's when she honestly told me that I should not tell anyone else. I should keep that a secret, that it is not good. You need to keep that to yourself. And she made me believe at 21 that my entire family would disown me. She told me I have one older brother, and she basically said he would never speak to you again if you told him that. I will later find out in my life that that was not the case. But at 21, that is devastating. And to have your family or one person in your family tell you that no one else is going to talk to you if you say this out loud. So. Well, thank you so much for being brave and being yourself, truly, you know, your authentic self. And that's why this is called Authentic Points of View. Um, shameless plug. I like to do that. Uh, but so um, thank you so much for your service. Uh, my dad was in the army for 20 years. Um, and so I it was a military brat. And I really appreciate everyone that uh, fights for our country. Um, so. I just want to ask you about that. Was it hard to um, be told, don't tell anyone? And then was this at the time of the don't ask, don't tell in the military as well? Yes, I was in during that for the last um, little bit of it. I forget how many years I was in before they repelled. Um, It was actually... A lot of people harp on the don't ask, don't tell. Um, But once in the military, if you are not a disobedient or a bad soldier, they don't care. Uh, It ended up being my entire chain of command found out and nothing happened. They all went, okay, you're good at your job. It's fine. Uh, and it was also, there was different rules on how you could get discharged with that. You literally had to prove someone was gay. <laughs> so you either had to have a, 
How like it, it's you had to physically have a picture, video, or a three-person encounter. I'll say politely. Like, and then those other people are going to get called in too. So the that whole law in the military was flawed. Wow. So, uh, how long were you in the um, the service, and where did you serve at? Uh, I was in a little, I think I'm two months shy of full eight years. So I just say eight years in the military. Uh, I was in the U.S. Army. Um, I was stationed in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> I know everybody laughs at that one. No, I love um, it. It, I stayed there for vacation is what I tell people because we mm -hmm. also were on a deployment rotation where every other year we were gone. So, so guess where I was born? Uh-oh. Where Hawaii. were you? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I was born in Honolulu. It, if you were in the military, brat, you were born in the big pink hospital. Yes, triple <laughs> <laughs> That's 100% right. I, I know exactly <laughs> so the building. Look, we have a connection. How cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Now, um, mm -hmm. you, so you were in Hawaii. That's very fun. Um, were you in at... Gavistan? I can't say Gavistan. How do you say that word? Uh, I I was in Iraq twice okay, Iraq. and Afghanistan once. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so, how did that affect you mentally? Uh. So they do do a lot of training on how to uh, adapt your mind a little bit going over. Uh. It's my point of view that they fell to teach you how to come back to civilian world. Um, so going over and doing the things that I needed to do for deployments purposes was not that difficult. The difficult part is actually coming home. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much um, again for serving. Um, that's so amazing. And um, what, we're not going to talk about everything yet. We're going to get to it. But I'm so glad that you are so successful and happy Thank and you. doing awesome now. Um, and uh, Baz, so uh, you, um, wow, your story is also, um, I feel bad uh, because for a teacher, that's not their place at all. And I'm so sorry that happened to you as well. Um, and, uh, how did that affect you mentally as well? Like, how did you respond to that as being only 12 years old? Uh, honestly, I was kind of raised by a bit of a jackass of a father. Um, and I say that in a very loving kind of way, but also kind of an awful kind of way. Um, and at that age, I had learned to take everything with a little bit of salts and a little bit of sass. Uh, and honestly, it's a, it's a lot of what became my personality later, ultimately. Um, when it happened, I, I literally just looked at them and went, well, now's as good a time as any. 
it's not going to change. So let's just do this. And um, no, I didn't like the story that was being told about me. I didn't, I was not fond of the storyline that was happening around me, but I also realized that I was 12, a single person that had absolutely no control of what was going on. Mm -hmm. So let's roll with it. You know, come what may, what lumps will happen. I, I mean, I did change school districts two years later, but that had absolutely nothing to do with that. I swear, nothing <laughs> at all. I believe you. No. <laughs> so uh, I'm just joking. Okay. So um, really quickly, did you guys have any struggles? Well, so Stony, you didn't even like ever say anything until you were 21. But was there any struggles as a child? Like um, it maybe even within yourself, like do you don't believe it yourself or what do you do? And this is for both of you, but go ahead. You can start Stony. I will say I will take this one. Uh, he had some struggles. I don't think he had that many. <laughs> I had drama. Yeah. He had struggles. I had drama. We'll get there. Okay. Um, Got it. For me, I when I realized at 13 and 14, like that was the prime years where I rem remember figuring things out and at that point in my life, I was surrounded by a very religious family. And knowing the fact that if I were to come out at that age, I don't know what they would have done. I don't, I, some conversations now that I'm in a full adult and I pay my own bills, they can't do anything, so I don't care. Um, past conversations, I have found out that my mother wanted to send me to a uh, conversion camp, conversion camp. Wow. Um, because at one point when I was about 14, 15, she did find that I was looking at certain sites on the internet and things like that. So she thought about sending me to different camps to cure me and things like that. Um, now that that came out i was full adult just came out of the military so it was one of those like uh, i'm kind of glad you didn't because i would have ran away and left and never spoken to my family ever again um but struggle wise also there was that mental block of i have to hide almost 80 percent of myself and still perform well in school. I have to perform well in church. So you develop a, I, everybody uses the term mask. If I, back then people only saw what I wanted them to see. So I, at a very young age, learned how to hide anything and everything from everyone. So as an adult, I had a lot of therapy <laughs> to go through to realize that even I was hiding in my mask because that is all I wanted people to see. So that's who I became and not allowing me to be who I actually am. So at a very young 20, 23 to 25, I realized that I needed therapy and things like that. And I went to them and talk to a lot of different people. So I encourage therapy for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think talking to someone 
uh, helps you see so many things. Like, even with me, like, um, it helps me see maybe how I was wrong in something and be like, oh, because you hear it out loud, you know, and how things affected you or how you let it affect you as well. Not saying in your yeah. case, because you're totally I mean, I can't even imagine going through that. But therapy is very helpful for so many people. So thank you for talking about that. Some people don't even want to admit uh, that they've ever gone to therapy. Um, and it's normal to it's it's hard. Like you just said, I can't imagine keeping in who I am um, for so long. Um, again, you guys are so brave and awesome. Not saying like, you know, you know what I mean? Like hiding yourself has got to be so hard and lonely. Um, so I'm so glad that you're talking about this and you're married to an awesome, awesome <laughs> dude. Can I say dude? Um, I like Unicorn. Um, Unicorn. Unicorn. And so uh, <laughs> speaking of unicorns, all right. How did you come <laughs> up? Why do you call yourself a unicorn? Uh, what, where does that come from? Uh, so honestly, <laughs> I was a travel agent before the pandemic struck and uh, I lost $200,000 in revenue in a weekend. Uh, I had just entered the industry full time. I had been doing it part time for five or six years. Uh, but I had never, I, I had just gone full time in literally October of 2019, uh, just enough time to build up some steam, but not enough to actually like survive. So when everything crashed down in February, $200,000 gone, just evaporated overnight. Uh, I kind of wanted to like, now to be real, pop open a warm vein and slip into a cool bathtub. But instead, YouTube um, decided that I needed to be cheered up. And uh, I will always give credit to uh, Royalty Soaps uh, and her Royal Academy on YouTube. Uh, that was the video that got served up. Well, I mean, technically it was, the first one was professional soap maker reacts to blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I thought she was kind of funny. Uh, so I, I looked at her other stuff and that's when the Royal Academy came up. And I learned how to do some like basic soap making from there and uh i've always been a science nerd i've always been really interested in chemistry and uh i have a full degree in art with like three or four disciplines behind my back i honestly should have three degrees right now but that's a different story for a different episode uh so I learned how to make soap via YouTube. I poured a three pound loaf in the middle of what was it July of 2020? Yes. And by August 1 of uh, 2020, I had 50 pounds of soap curing in my house. That's kind of a problem. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and, uh, but honestly, it was also like peak soap season because like the CDC and everybody was telling you to wash your hands, yeah. wash your hands, wash your hands. So people started wanting my stuff. I mean, it was, it was, it was basic, it was artsy, it was interesting. Like, and I got a, I got a little experimental to it. Um, I also really drifted off topic here, but that's fine. Um, so it was actually the chemistry and the art form that drew me to soap making uh, overall. But uh, that is also how it kind of happened. I was a member of a networking group uh, and people were talking about how they were handling the pandemic. And I was like, you know what? I've actually given up travel entirely and I'm making personal care. And then I, I got really, really drunk one night Sorry, not sorry. Uh, and I realized that in my lifetime, I have been uh, a sculptor, an actor, a restaurateur with my husband. Uh, I have been a bookkeeper. I have been an escape room designer professionally for many years. 
years, I am a man of many rare and unusual skills. Uh, and to me, that makes me a unicorn. I'm a rare, rare being. Uh, and so that's where the unicorn came about. And then I realized that I was a unicorn uh, making clean things. And I just thought it would be really, really funny uh, to kind of put that on its head. I'm a dirty unicorn that makes clean things. <laughs> so that, that that's where that's where the unicorn came out. Yes, um, I love it. Uh, so I don't know if you just mentioned it about the theater thing, but I know that you also were like in theater and you uh, mentioned that you were in. Um, so you've done like shows and plays and movies and stuff, right? Um, yeah, uh, actually, from the time I was a freshman in high school until I was a sophomore in college, I'd actually been involved with over 100 professional and non-professional productions, uh, both on stage and off. Uh, everything from set construction to, uh, in, I mean, in one case, I sang in the chorus with the Atlanta Opera. Uh, so cool. I've been all over the place. That's so amazing. Do you feel like that? Because um, my son, uh, my oldest son, who's 21, uh, he was in um, theater a couple of times. And then he was in um, he was in a lot of stuff. But he also did sh um, what's it called Winter Guard and stuff like that. So, in oh, yes, band, I know Winter yeah. Guard. Very yeah, well. he was in the band and stuff. And so he was very introverted, still is. And that helped him actually um, find like minded people and Absolutely. to feel more confident. Uh, do you feel like that's the case for you, too, or? Uh, absolutely. Uh, maybe in a kind of a different way. Like your your son is, I, I feel like, finding comfort in people who are trying to express themselves but are so really shy. Uh, for me, I kind of hate to say it, it, it actually goes back to the masking thing that Sony said, a better mask. And I don't necessarily like that. Uh, but one thing that I've noticed uh, in business particularly is fake it till you make it, say yes, and figure it out later. Uh, it gives me a, a way to convey a self-confidence that I don't necessarily feel at the moment, but it gives me time to fill that void. So I, I, can, I can appear to be an extrovert. I can appear to be this unicorn, and I might not really feel it at the moment, but it, 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 the, the, it gives me a chance to figure it out. I mean, that's a good point, though, because um, actually, literally today, somebody said to me, fake it till you make it. Right. So because <laughs> that's something Absolutely. I want to work on. Um, and this is not about me, but to um, to be honest, like I need to work on my confidence. And so um, that's something that I love talking to people. And um, so this is actually helping me as well uh, feel more confident in myself and getting to know amazing people and just like literally talking to them and just like a normal thing you know and so that's what that's what was said to me today fake it till you make it i was like okay i will try <laughs> so we actually just went to a guild convention uh says so the handcrafted soap and cosmetic guild uh we just went to a convention for them and uh a, a new friend of ours named angela rephrased that and uh she said say yes and then figure it out Fake it till you make it. It sounds like you're being disingenuous. And this yeah, is something yeah, that I took to heart. It's, it's not fake it till you make it. It's say yes and then figure it out. That's so true. Well, there um, was also one more statement for that one is um, also make yourself uncomfortable. The more you're better being uncomfortable, the 
more you're going to be able to adapt to different situations. And one of her scenarios was quite really easy if you can do it. If you put your hands together, interlace your fingers. Mm -hmm. Do it now. Come on, do it with us. Do it. All right. So I want you to unlace them. Okay. And move opposite. Okay. Go opposite lacing. Oh, my. (laughs) It makes you feel gross. Weird. (laughs) It's uncomfortable. You don't know what you're actually doing. That's strange. But it is a very, very simple technique that can make you go, you know what? There's other perspectives out there. There's other ways to do things, and it makes you feel good being feeling weird. And she tells you <laughs> to do it daily, and I absolutely agree. Do it daily. Get comfortable being uncomfortable, and that actually yeah. comes back to your greater point of coming out, of being you know, of being queer, LGBTQIA, uh, in in this society is we're never, unfortunately, going to feel this first lace vent. We're never going to feel comfortable. We'd love to, but we never will. There's too few of us. But if we can get comfortable being uncomfortable, then we can be authentic and we can be genuine while still being slightly uncomfortable within <laughs> ourselves. Um, so I, I like it was it was literally a, like a five minutes of a two hour presentation. And that five minutes is going to stay with me for the rest of my life. Yep. Wow. That's special. That's so awesome. I love, um, and thank you for sharing that with us because that's what's so amazing. Like when you learn something and you teach somebody else, that's what this is about. Like, um, networking and, and, you know, like just learning other people's, um, stories and different uh messages or just advice in general um that's so awesome and i'm gonna try to do that every day my memory is not that great (laughs) girl i'll text you (laughs) i have your number i'll text you text me it i want to know but yeah thank you that was a really cool uh fun thing that we just did um i know y'all can't see it but we all did it together um and i agree it's it's actually pretty awesome to be strong enough to be uncomfortably comfortable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I like it. It, it is. And that's what stand up is to me. Standing up on the stage and people just staring at you is like, <clears throat> you know, like you're so uncomfortable, but you're so having fun. It's like yeah. the weirdest thing ever. Like, it's like, no. how's this fun? I don't know you know <laughs> so um, but that's so like finally if you asked me in the fifth grade what i wanted to be when i grew up i actually wanted to be a stand-up comedian oh you like absolutely i wanted your life and then i grew up like 20 years later and i'm like oh, there's no way in hell i could do this are you kidding me <laughs> i can't do it like i can clown around like one-on-one and i can yeah. like go in front of a camera and i can clown around but no, put me in front of an audience and ask me to be funny. No, not going to happen. You can do it. You're hilarious. But um, but you're right. Like, that's what I said, because I've only done background acting. I haven't done I wasn't brave enough uh, to be honest. I could have been in so many plays and I would go to audition and I wouldn't do it and I would run away. And that's something that I hate that I did uh, because I'm a very extroverted and I love people like I feel like I would have done well but I just was too chicken Absolutely. I was a chicken shit uh so that's what I call it too chicken to do it so anyway so I did a couple background things and I actually had a speaking role and 
I thought like I'm gonna throw up like I'm I can't do it and then as soon as they pointed to me I was like bam you know but that's a character right yeah so, right. that's a thing that's a mask but when it's you're standing up there vulnerable and telling your own life and stuff it's different yeah. right but that's what you're doing right now you're telling your beautiful life stories your coming out stories and that's so awesome and that's really brave and so cool um but how did you guys meet like we talked about so many different things but how did you guys meet how long have you been together uh i want to know tell us okay so i'm gonna give you the uh the clean version of this Uh, so i was married at the time okay and i was under stimulated in my marriage so I had a conversation with my husband at the time, and he allowed me to explore alternate venues Okay. Uh, digitally. And that is how I met this one. Uh, and he was honestly supposed to be a one-night liaison, but you know, it's been nine years. I haven't shook him, and uh, I dumped the husband uh what seven years ago five years ago i don't even remember it doesn't even matter he's irrelevant um so like you know just let life happen (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) so uh so you've been together wait so eight how many years now did you say we have been together for nine years at this moment we have been married for four okay legally married for four yes i he sounds authoritative but i just wanted <laughs> on the record that we literally pulled up uh like photos yeah. uh and did the math just before this interview yeah, so that yeah. we <laughs> we needed to know the right dates oh my gosh i so. love it hey that's okay so sometimes when you get into something a different kind of way you might not remember exactly and i know lots of people with that story maybe not as in detail as that not that exact very oh no Uh, i mean if you want detail that's an after hours podcast (laughs) hey maybe sometime we could get there okay after hours after hours (laughs) after midnight you know uh, I was going to say something. I don't know if I could say the freaks come out at night, but I just said it. So <laughs> I Typical. said it. Okay. So, all right. I have a question that I always wanted to ask um, someone. So thank you for being my someone. Uh, <laughs> how did you decide, like, last <laughs> last name, like, how, who took, like, who took whose last name? I think. Okay, I this is my story. <laughs> okay. This is my story. Do I can I be, do I get to be honest? Yes. Okay, I get to be honest. Um, so uh, even through my first marriage, since I've already brought that up, I actually maintained my original name, and it was not some like weird like family pride thing. Uh, it was I just refused his, and I, I there was just some some icky behind it, and I couldn't do it. So when we got married, I actually initially did not take his name on the marriage certificate. Uh, and the real reason is because his mother is terrible. Okay. Um, I would love to use the B word, but I'm, I don't want to like overwork your producer and make her bleep it. Um, but she's a terrible, terrible human being, as you have already heard. Uh, and I did not want myself 
associated with that name. Now, fast forward two years after our legal marriage, uh, I, I decided that I didn't want her to have that power over me. Uh, and uh, my husband had already made his name uh, in the area as Chef Stoney Morris. So it would be weird for him to take my name when my name didn't really mean much at the time, but his did. Uh, so it was actually a very logical decision is that I wanted us to be unified in that manner. It was very important for me for us to be unified in that manner. Uh, there's, I don't, I, I, I can't explain it and I'm going to offend some friends of ours and I'm sorry, but like when like names mismatch, it feels very weird to me. Uh, but it, it, it's a very gut feeling. Uh, I wanted us to be unified. And so uh, our legal marriage and our social ceremony were two years separated. Uh, but it was at the social ceremony that I adopted legally his last name uh, because his had more cachet in the community than mine did. And it was more important for me to be united by name than anything else. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, and I can understand uh, with the whole thing of how, you know, no offense, sorry, Stoney, how your mother was responding and stuff, how you wouldn't want to be no. kind of connected to that. But again, it takes a strong person to be like, well, I'm not going to let you control, you know, my journey or my past, like, and control what my name's going to be just because of you. You know, I mean, we're all connected in this world and different, I don't know, whatever you believe in, but like, I believe in energy. So we're all connected yeah. in so many different ways, you know? And so, and some you can't control. Like my daughter was right. born on my <laughs> second, oh boy. My second, <laughs> my second son's grandmother's birthday, okay? And we're not the best friends anymore. But guess what? They have the same birthday. Oh, well, what you gonna do, you know? <laughs> and so it's okay. Um, and uh, at first I was like, really? But also my daughter is born on my friend that passed away's birthday, which is cool. So it's a really cool connection. Like, and literally she passed away two months after my daughter was born. And uh, her funeral was on wow. my birthday and my daughter was born on her birthday. So it was really, really cool. And I was like, you know what? I'll take that. That's really awesome that they share that, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like we're all everything connects together and you can't let and I've done that so many times. Let people control things or be like, oh, no, because so and so does this. I can't, you know, and uh, but that's strong of you to be like, screw this. I'm going to be what I feel like I'm supposed to be. This is the name I'm supposed to be. Let's do it. Right. And so that's really cool that you guys did it huh. two years later. I love it. Um, so now uh, okay. you're yes. actually stumbling on something even greater than you think. <gasps> uh, I get excited. <laughs> I actually changed my my first name as well. Uh, I have not legally done it as well, but it was when I walked into this building after I became a Morris, I realized that I was no longer beholden to the name that I was given. Wow. So I actually changed my first name when I became the Dirty Unicorn. Uh, Baz did not exist until the Dirty Unicorn existed, and I gave up my name. Uh, to become more so who who I am. Uh, and I, I actually like to tell this story to the trans folks in my life uh, who feel weird about reinventing themselves. Uh, is one, I'm inspired by the trans folks in my life because they have completely reinvented themselves yeah. from the ground up. 
Uh, and I just want people to understand truly that who you are is not who you have to be. And if your truth is different from the one that you were given, that you were handed, fix that, fix it. You can, you don't have to do it legally unless you want to. Believe me, changing your name is a big old process, expensive yeah. and annoying uh, in, in Georgia. Um, but like Baz Morris is not the person that I was born and it's not the person that I, that even existed five years ago. Uh, but I am more myself than I ever have been and than I ever will be. Wow. That is so amazing. And thank you. And yeah, thanks for mentioning um, the trans community as well. Um, if you're listening to this, please let me interview you. I would love to. <laughs> uh, like, I really would. I would love to yeah. um, interview anybody. But uh, yeah, if any of y'all's friends, if you're here, if they want to be on the show, um, you have my phone number, message me, uh, they could email me, whatever. Um, that's what this is about. Like every, I just want to talk to everyone because everybody is special and unique and important and their journey is important. And like I said, if you can help someone, that's what this is about. And I'm getting goosebumps because I love helping people. I'm a nurse. I always loved helping people. Um, and, uh, I also want to learn. That's why I ask questions too. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm curious. I bet you other people are, you know, want to know too. Uh, so we talked about, um, dirty unicorn. Um, and, uh, I love that. My daughter has always loved unicorns, by the way. And number one, uh, your products are amazing. Okay. Let's Thank just you. shameless plug. No, I'm just joking. I love saying that word shameless plug. Um, your products are so good. She said to me, mom, this soap is helping me. Um, <laughs> and I remember when we met and you said that you're like, if we need something else or, you know, if it doesn't work for her, let me know and I will formulate something for her. That was very special to me because uh, to be honest, three of my kids um, out of four had eczema and one of them had it so bad. And that, that was so many years ago. Uh, he's now going to be 19 and I couldn't get help. I mean, oatmeal bath didn't help. This didn't help. And the poor kid scratched so much. He was bleeding all the time. It was, he was miserable. And um, to meet somebody like you guys that really care about what you're doing and you have a passion for it, that's very special to me um, as a mom and uh, and as a nurse. Uh, that's amazing. Um, and you don't ha make any medical claims. I'm going to throw that out there. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I was, I was going to throw that yeah. in there, but I thank you. Uh, okay. So if, so if I, I'll just do it. I'm going to want to make the statement in my own voice. Just so <laughs> if anybody listening, yes. we do not fix any situation. <laughs> However, if you have a known irritant that we can leave out of a product for you, we will happily formulate said product for you. Is that good enough? Yes, okay, I good. love it. Yeah, That's and good. I wasn't trying to like make it seem like you were like uh, miracle workers or something. I'm just saying, no, but like, you know, again and people have so many allergies and everything and so that's nice that you do that and say okay well if vanilla bothers you i'm not gonna put in vanilla you know uh so where um how first of all how long we talked about dirty unicorn a couple times but how long has dirty unicorn been a 
Wow, I know you started soap making a, a while ago, but this actual store, how long has it been there? And please tell us where it's located. Uh, so doing? July 2020 was when I poured my first bar of soap. Oh, yeah. uh, however, uh, September was when I started the company because I realized that I was absolutely onto something. Our studio is currently located in Maid Mercantile on Main Street in downtown Woodstock, Georgia. Uh, it is a public space. Uh, we very rarely bar it off. There are some cosmetic products that we make that require a completely sterile area where I have to like rope it off and put up a thing and like, please don't come in here. But for the most part, uh, you're welcome to come in and watch us work. Uh, the public space is open Thursday through Sunday. Uh, the hours vary on season, so I don't want to put those out here, but look at mainmercantile.com. But you can find our products at dirtyunicorn.fun seven days a week, 365 days a year. Uh, we are uh, have recently started pushing radical self-care. It's not something that should be radical, but nowadays, it kind of is. Uh, we want people to take care of themselves, and apparently that's a weird idea. Uh, so if you would like to join the revolution of radical self-care, go to dirtyunicorn.fun, and you can see all of our stuff there. Okay, so um, now that's a cool story because most businesses that would have started then would have been like, ah, but you started the solution, right? You're like, let me jump on this and figure out ways to help people um, with like, let's clean, like you just said, like it shouldn't be radical, right? But clean yourself, wash your hands um, in this scary times that we were having. Um, so did it affect you in any negative way or just mostly positive? Uh, it was mostly positive, but there were there were some issues. I, I would love to claim some like marketing genius wave that came in the middle of the night, and I was like, we need to open a soap company and have people wash all of the bacteria. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. It was entirely circumstantial. It was actually YouTube, uh, as as I've mentioned before. Uh, don't, do not like you know eschew the power of social media. However. Um, like it was also it was the best but it was also the worst of times to open a soap company it was the best because honestly even the cdc was saying buy our shit um it was the worst however because uh the supply chains had become completely constrained just absolutely strangulated uh and getting raw materials was insanely difficult it's still still to this day two years later not really that easy to get some of the things that we need um so it was i mean i mean not 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 to quote tell two cities but it was the best of times and it was the worst of times uh but we do everything that we can uh to to, to make it happen awesome um when did you move into that location was it the same time that you moved into that location uh we joined made mercantile in march of 2021 uh that was my that was my first year uh at that point sony was actually still the executive chef of century house um and it was actually a a a, a weird coincidence uh i joined here in march and in late march i was contacted by a casting producer from hollywood 
uh, what in the world is going on? What is my life? I'm sorry, I started this little thing and I'm just trying to do this thing. Uh, and Hollywood's calling, this must be a hoax. Yes, no, it was not. Uh, and I was uh, about a month after that initial con uh, like uh, contact, I was actually cast in a show, Meet Your Makers Showdown, now streaming on Discovery Plus. Uh, but I shameless had plug. a shameless plug, yes, yes. hashtag shameless plug, meet your maker showdown now streaming discovery plus, All right. uh, uh, let's do it again. Uh, also hashtag Chrissy Metz, hashtag Leanne rhymes, uh, oh, all, all of the people. Yeah. I, they you know, drop. I, Woo. <laughs> a little bit and, uh, more personally, uh, Anne Marie Fiola, but that's a, that, that's a, uh, that's an industry one. Uh, but I had to fly out to California in May for at least one and a half weeks because we had to quarantine in a hotel for a week. Um, so we knew it was gonna be probably longer than that. And so I literally brought my, my husband over uh, to run the business while I was gone because there was no, we were, we were busy enough at that point that I could not just let it sit. And so I brought him over and I literally trained him in the entire industry in two weeks, which is insane. But my husband is adaptable to the nth degree. Uh, that's, that's, that's when he became the husbacorn officially. Uh, but we decided that he needed to join the business permanently at that point point and to pull him out of the food industry uh so it's actually because of that show thank you jill if you're listening to this um that we are able to be full-time makers now it's wonderful it's absolutely amazing wow okay so there's a lot uh going on that i'm excited about <laughs> but, uh, so okay first of all everyone please if you live in Georgia. Well, Georgia's pretty big. If you live in the Atlanta area, yeah. please check out the the shop. It is so amazing. Say it again. Made Merchantile. Uh, made Mercantile, Mercantile, which is a collective sponsored by the city of Woodstock. I, I always want to give them a plug because the fact that a city is trying to embrace their like micro businesses is astounding. But it's Made Mercantile in downtown Woodstock, Georgia. I have been there. And so um, I literally watched, it wasn't y'all, it was a female, I think, make uh, lipstick. And um, I, was like, I was like, what is just happening? It's so cool. Um, oh, girl, so, you just wait. I know. I can't wait. I'm going to come um, stalk you and annoy you. And I'll just <laughs> I'll be like, oh, please. It's so fun. But yeah. Oh, you're so, fab. No, please. So, please yay. stalk me daily. So there is um, so many things going on there. And it is so retro and amazing. And like it, the, the energy in there is so the vibe is like amazing. So please check it out. Um, there's some really cool things brewing <laughs> in there <laughs> I, I don't know you don't brew it but <laughs> that's a beer but no you like it you can brew you can make it and then okay so wait really um i'm getting off on a tangent that's how i talk i'm so sorry okay now there's makeup made in there so you just uh really really quick i want you to talk about your little are you allowed to say it what you just made and showed me earlier are you allowed to talk about that? Uh, oh absolutely okay uh so uh he's he's gonna branch to the camera even though this is an audio only uh podcast okay i'll take it uh, we 
I, I was just actually certified by the Handmade Soap and Cosmetics Guild as a cosmetics manufacturer, Loki yeah. Brack. Uh, but for this month, we have actually done a pride collection of nail polish. We It's a very, very limited run, uh, but uh, we've made this, and this little thing here that's not showing up very well is actually holographic oh, bio wow. glitter. So while it looks silver in most lights, you just got a real quick flash of it. Um, oh, yes. it, it is every color of the rainbow, uh, and it is uh, like water table safe. So it will literally just dissolve in the water table. Uh, so you don't have to worry about, it's not craft glitter. It's not gonna pollute the environment. It's not a microplastic. It is everything that you want to be absolutely fabulous and feel absolutely fabulous about it. Holy moly. Um... I just want to say like how creative and awesome that you guys are um and uh stony so does being a chef uh help you um kind of with the oh my gosh i, I don't want to even say it. like the ingredients of things and like the chemistry part like how he was talking about that reminds me of like how a chef um kind of just produces a recipe like is that kind of remind you of the same kind of thing or so the culinary world comes up in cosmetics and art soap making a lot um it is actually rather funny now uh now that i've been here for almost a year and a half ish um how much culinary knowledge that i actually use to develop soap. Um, when I go to fragrance, uh, I don't just pick out two different fragrances because I think they'll go together. I would pick peach and mint because in the back of my mind, peach and mint will taste good together. Yeah. So you're developing not just, because the first thing you do when you get a plate of food is you smell it. Mm -hmm. The majority of people don't understand is your smell is actually almost 75% of what you taste. Wow. So when you smell something bad, you're, you're already gonna not like it. And it's that moment of uh, being able to pick out fragrance oils in the culinary world. So if it pairs in the culinary world, it should pair in the soap making world. So. And like Loki, I thought I was like a great fragrancer when I started, and then I brought the husbacorn on board, and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm a really great graphic designer. <laughs> hey, no, you're great at everything. That's what I'm saying. So this, like, you two alone have like 200 points of view, right? So, um, mm -hmm. it's so amazing. Like, I mean. That's why I wanted to ask that question. I threw it in there really quick because I wanted to, I feel like that would be similar and I'm not the best chef just to let you know, but, <laughs> but I feel like that would be similar. It makes sense. So that's so awesome yeah. that you explained that. Um, and it makes a hundred percent sense. Uh, and no pun intended sense. Uh, yeah, because what yeah. you do smell, yeah. you're right. Because that's what we do. Even when I go over to, Oh, shameless plug. You guys are at the, um, Farmer's Market. Let's talk about that really, really quick. Let's just throw that in there. Saturdays, sure. right? What time and where? Uh, it is 8.30 till noon on Market Street behind Made Mercantile every Saturday, rain or shine, minus uh, like tornadoes. 
Uh, <laughs> I say that they've literally canceled the market four times in its history, and three of them was last year. So, <laughs> oh, wow. okay, yeah, Woodstock, Georgia, um, Main Street, uh, right behind there. You'll see all the people. You cannot miss it. <laughs> it's like, Fun, um, uh, literally Market Street. They actually made the street exclusively for street, a farmer's okay. market. Okay, yeah, and so um, it's addicting. I've gone two weekends in a row and spent over $300 each weekend. <laughs> That's not not a small amount of that was on us. <laughs> yeah, no, I love you guys. Um, so, and um, if I could afford to, I would do it every weekend. And we're due to get some more of that soap soon. So anyway, all right, shameless plugs. Um, oh, actually, okay, since we're on shameless plug and you okay, want to get ahead. more soon, uh, literally uh, this weekend, we are launching the Scrub Club, <gasps> which is going to be our first, our very first uh, monthly subscription okay. uh where you'll get our soapy scrubby which is our our, our most our, our best selling uh product four and a half five ounces of goat's milk glycerin soap we are charging you the same 15 bucks but it's delivered to your door for free wow uh and uh we're going to be including a free little prezi every month as well uh for those who subscribe you can choose from one of our uh one of our signature fragrances that we keep constantly or one that we just pick at random and girl you know we make some <laughs> shit yes oh my gosh i love it like we got nail polish we got scrub. i mean we like literally were like ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> went around a circle and just was like picking up everything um and it's amazing it feels good it smells good it we don't make medical claims, but it works good. <laughs> so, it does you. things. I appreciate your things. phrasing. Thank no you. Problem. Nobody <laughs> needs to get in trouble, right? Okay. So now, do you have any advice uh, for anyone that's uh, coming out and scared to come out? Like, can, please, Stoney, for your, just because you went through this, um, if you would go first, that would be great. Um, oh, we both have things to say. I will yeah, let him go, go first. Yeah, I know uh, you do. Please do. Okay. Uh, so advice for those. I always direct this question. I've been asked multiple times. Um, if you are afraid to come out in the environment you are surrounded in, I would tell you to look for people in your area that you can absolutely trust. And I say absolutely because there are some people out there that you cannot just trust blindly. They will hurt you. They will tell other people and not keep your secrets or help you. You need to be able to confide in somebody who is actually going to try and help you i.e. there are now numerous LGBTQ foundations around Georgia. The first one coming to my mind right this moment is Lost and Found. Um, they help homeless uh, LGBTQ uh, teenage to adult areas um, find a place to go find a place to go and get away from the environment that they cannot be who they are. My other one is also hang in there. No matter how bad you think it really is at this moment, take a breath and it will be okay once 
you figure out the situation you're in and you can develop a plan to move. You cannot react sometimes as quickly as you want to. So this is a very harsh statement, but it's a moment of, I've been there and done this. Take that breath, deal with the situation you're in. It may not be good, but deal with it for a moment because that moment's only going to last a moment. Your life is ahead of you. You do not have to end your life. Just deal with that moment and move on. That is what I came up with when I was that age, that I just needed to deal with this at this moment, and I can move on. But that's Thanks for making me cry. <laughs> uh, same. No, no, uh, thank you. That's so important to say. Um, uh, because, so um, go ahead, talk. I honestly I thought I was going to have something different to say. Because we've actually had this conversation with other people before, but uh, my husband just hit it really, really hard. Um, the only thing that I really want to say is... Um, if you believe that you have the structure around you, but you are just personally afraid to do it, do it. However, if you have those doubts, if you have those questions, make sure you have, I'm sorry, I'm actually like, <laughs> like really choking up right now. He put it so, so, so very well. Um, make sure you have those roots and uh there are resources out there there's like the trevor project and there's lost and found and there are so many people that care about you there and they don't even know you there's so many people that love you without even knowing you that there are resources for you do not keep this bottled up, but do not let it out until you are safe. Your physical and mental safety are way, way more important than anything else. There are better things ahead for you. Whatever your journey is, there are better things for you make sure you're safe make sure you're honest with yourself don't try to deny it don't try to fight yourself that's what i did a lot was fight myself i was in a good environment but i was not in a good place in my own head don't fight yourself it's real it's honest you are you make sure you have a safe path for that initial big step and I will also say that you're never going to stop coming out. It's not a, it's yeah. not, it's not a one-stop process. It's not, hey, mom and dad, I'm gay. And like everything is out and open. You're gonna have to do it a thousand times in your life. I hate it. And I wish the world were different for that. But that is again, why I said, this is something that we're, we're, we will never be the same as. We will never actually be the HRC equal sign. It's never, ever going to happen. 
but that's actually okay. It's what makes us stronger, it's what makes us different. It's what makes us understand that family is not our blood, it is not our DNA, it is those who choose and those we choose to surround ourselves with. Our family is who we are and our family is who we choose them to be. Make, make sure you're safe, take care of yourself. That's it. Oh, thank you. Uh, I want to oh. say, I know. <laughs> wow. Uh, I want to say this. Um, my name is Danielle Boer, uh, and I please come out to me. I'm I'm a safe space. Uh, if you need somebody to talk to, um, email whatever. You could be anonymous. Just talk to someone because hiding your own yourself. It, that's so sad that we have to say to announce who you are be careful because you might not be safe because there's so much hatred um in the world and uh some everybody has their own opinions right and that's okay you can keep them to yourself you don't have to spew that out and and if you don't agree with something okay that's fine, but you don't have to tell that person in front of you, I don't agree with what you're doing. And I was in the church for a long time and that's what happens. And it makes me very sad um, oh. because everybody should be loved, okay? Everybody is a human, we are all humans. I don't care what race you are. I don't care um, what your sexuality is. I don't care whatever your job is, I, whatever. We are all deserve love, right? And we're all special and we're all important. Uh, please know this, please. I have a very, uh, very close, it's a different reason, but uh, somebody, one of the closest people that I've known them their whole life uh, committed suicide. And I didn't know when it was ever gonna come out. So I didn't talk about it on my first episode. Um, it wasn't the same reason. It wasn't because of this, but they weren't happy with themselves in a different way. This person had OCD so bad that he was just, I mean, his hands were purple. He never was happy. He scrubbed them all the time. He just like, life was, he just let other things win. Like he lost the battle to himself and it's been almost 12 years and it's still hard. And uh, I didn't know how it was, if I ever would talk about it, but no matter what the reason why you don't want to end your life, you are so special. Don't, don't do it. Right. Because it affects so many people. It doesn't just, I'm so sorry. Darlene, if you'll take a breath, I'll take the mic for a second. Take it. Whoosh. I want to back up and echo and amplify what she says. My name is Baz Morris. I can be reached at Baz at the dirty unicorn dot fun. I have been through it and if i haven't been through it my husband has and if we haven't been through it someone we know has please please reach out to us if there's any words that you need because we have both been there my husband has saved my life twice from my own mental anguish it's real it's not in your head, it is real. And it is something 
that can be talked about and something that can be shared. And honestly, if there is anything that you pull from any of this is that overall in this world right now, barring some like really silly, stupid countries like regulated entirely by some outdated bullshit religion. And I'm sorry if you're part of that. I actually, no, I'm not apologizing because I know if you're listening to this, you understand that you're not part of that extremism uh, and this does not apply to you. But overall, especially in the US and the UK, if you're listening to this, whatever you're feeling right now, whatever you're in, it's out there and it's actually okay by the vast majority of people and you may get lost in your head and you may get lost in your thoughts and you may get lost in yourself because God knows I have and I am so grateful that my husband was there for me. Write that email, write that message. Do not suffer in silence. You don't have to be big. You don't have to be loud. You just have to be. That's, That's beautiful. It. Thank you. Okay, so do you guys have any advice for any entrepreneurs or anyone that dreams to be one? Uh, so the first thing that I would say is you need a lot of market research. Make sure that the thing that you do is a thing that is wanted in your market. And if that is local or that is online, that's uh, that's up to you, but make sure that you do the research make sure that the thing that you do is something that is absolutely wanted. But bigger than anything is, uh, well, I don't want you to overextend. Like, in other words, do not take out a loan to do this right off. Loans are for when you're expanding and you already have an advance. Do not charge your credit card. Do not do anything of like that. Just do the thing. Do it local. Do it small and test it and make sure that people want the thing that you are doing. And honestly, chances are good that they want the thing that you are doing because we are in an era of the small maker. We are in an era of the small entrepreneur and people are eschewing these huge companies because they have environmental impacts and legal impacts, moral impacts, whereas us small makers are doing all of the research and we're doing all of the things to make sure that it is safe, it is helpful, and that it is wonderful for the end user and that we are directly responsible for it. And that's what consumers really crave right now is like this direct responsibility and intelligent creation. Sony? On that, I will also have a voice create your voice in your product. Oh, yes. And that is almost all of your marketing. So marketing is almost 100% of your business. You can sell shells, like little seashells, to anyone if you have the right marketing. So think your voice needs to be able to tell a story who you are and what you do. If you don't have that, you don't really have a product. 
and never lose sight of that voice. Actually, that's even more important. Like what I gave you was marketing 101, but he's giving you like 403 uh, in, in, in terms of college speak is like, a hundred people make what you're making truly a hundred people make what you're making a thousand people make what you're making it is your voice it is your personality it is your perspective it it, it is you that people are actually going to be paying for so never stray from your voice yeah and you two put the you and unicorn <laughs> <laughs> we, we are still stealing that <laughs> please do i love Thank it you. that's called improv right it just came off the top yes and bitch <laughs> Woohoo! uh so okay how fun has this been um Amazing. so i just want to thank you guys so very much uh for being honest and open um it is so important to the whole world uh to hear your story um thank you for talking to me when i met you uh at the farmer's market you're like who's this strange lady uh, this crazy you? woman wants to like interview us what are we gonna do <laughs> hell we're gonna take a but, shot of whiskey and we're gonna do the damn thing that's right uh darn where was my shot i didn't get the memo <laughs> i got one waiting so, for you next saturday baby it's okay I, i'll be there uh <laughs> so yeah so listen i appreciate it so much this has been a blast you guys's energy is awesome it was so fun you're both individually amazing people uh together you are freaking strong and an awesome unit together um your business is awesome i'm so proud of all that you have mm. accomplished in that short amount of time to be on a show that fast it is amazing <laughs> i didn't even Insane. touch base on that but that is kick butt awesome um and i thank you for being so vulnerable um and uh i cannot wait to hear comments from people that we've helped because i know that's gonna happen um and i just want to reiterate to everyone uh we will post links to stuff. Um, we can add the suicide hotline, all kinds of stuff. Please. All the uh, things, please. You're not Forever alone. Project especially, please. Yes. Okay. You're not alone. Um, there are so many different outlets. Uh, you are loved. Um, and think about if these two individuals that we just talked to um, would have gave up we wouldn't have the dirty unicorn like you know like how I mean, <laughs> uh, to be honest i'm so serious like think about all the things that that have been accomplished and that's why in my intro i say um don't ever give up because you got this if you quit think of all the opportunities that you could miss uh, i wrote that line uh pertaining to the special person that i lost but also in uh in life right like as anything your dream don't quit your dream don't quit you know it could no. mean so many things don't quit the relationship that's worth it to you keep trying you know whatever it is um but i thank you so much for being on episode number four uh <laughs> it was the best time ever uh so, no offense to all my other guests because you are also <laughs> awesome look uh, it's gonna be hard <laughs> as hell to beat the unicorn uh but <laughs> What I I like I want to like give you a new catchphrase okay. if you if you listen okay. instead of what you just said it's just do the damn thing okay do the damn thing whatever that thing that is you. do it okay 
do the damn thing everybody you can do it <laughs> let's do it um so yeah so thank you guys so much for being on um and uh sharing your story uh, i hope that like hey y'all listeners if you go to their store shout out this podcast and be like i heard you on authentic points of view uh, uh, podcast danielle uh, if you could uh create a discount code right now give it to me yeah i'm gonna give a 10 percent off to all your listeners for the next oh, month that's so awesome okay uh, what am i what, what am i calling you what's your discount code thing.com no <laughs> just do, do um, the thing danielle do the thing oh, whoa. danielle d-a-n-i-e-l-l-e d-o T-H-E-T-H-I-N-G-D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. Yes, it's long, but screw it. It's what it is. Do the thing, Danielle. Get you 10% off of that dirtyunicorn.fun for the next, let's say, two months, because I don't know when this is coming out. Thank you! woo <laughs> That is so awesome. Hey, y'all, you better take advantage of this, because their products are amazing. All right, so, uh, yay. Okay, so... Thank you again. I'm going to say goodbye to you guys, but I will see you on Saturday. <laughs> so, it's like a short goodbye. Right? Girl, we'll see you in two days. It's fine. And if you need a whiskey, let me know. We probably have a thermos somewhere. It's fine. Okay. That's okay. Um, do you hide it in your, uh, is it a kilt? What is it called? Kilt. It's up the kilt. kilt. You don't need to know that. It's fine. Uh, your secret stash of whiskey. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, listeners. Um, this has been amazing. Thank you, Baz and Stoney. You guys are so awesome. You touched my heart. Um, I thank you again for being special human beings um, and being willing to share your amazing journeys. Uh, thank I can't you. wait to see you in public. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Uh, thank you thank so much. Bye. And... This has been a Creative Global Podcasting production. Thanks for listening to Authentic Points of View Podcast. I hope that something you heard today changes your point of view. If you would like to share your views, please email me at authenticpointsofview at gmail.com or leave a comment on Facebook at Authentic Points of View Podcast. Remember, always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart. Thanks for listening to Authentic Points of View Podcast. I hope that something you heard today changes your point of view. If you would like to share your views, please email me at authenticpointsofview at gmail.com or leave a comment on Facebook at Authentic Points of View Podcast. Remember, always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart.